1: sound of it ah yes what's good everybody welcome back to veterans minimum it's your boy the lamb show baby back in the building my guy A double L <laughs> E N. You know where that's from, right? No. <laughs> Jeff
2: Jarrett used to be like J E Double
1: F. Uh, oh wow. How did I not catch Art. it?
2: I would just I just <laughs> I say double L just so people know because L A N is very common. they
1: used to be like his whole like catchphrase back in the nineties, man. It was popping. But Jeff Jarrett. We're here producer Mike in the background feeling miserable because of uh his quarterback having mono, as we mentioned before. Um yeah. Got some housekeeping notes to address. Um, shout out to some of the new members of the Patreon. I got your names over here. Uh, also, there's a video on the Instagram page. But Tyler, Robert Angion, Alex Guerrero, Abel Resin, Blush, Jacob Sandrovich, Jordan Riley, Brandon Rusto, Josiah Levy, Leva, oh boy. Christopher Harris, Jay Patel, Jonathan Garcia, Mike Stevens, Ivan robarik and daniel lodato your boy right let's go daniel making a lot of a we gotta start charging this kid for just shout outs jesus christ and uh the following members of the patreon have pledged over 200 all time chuck page zach smith ryan pisner beau clore tyson ingold ash marie tammy my girl gavin egan sam quizik marshall Tokarezik, and daniel gibson i appreciate you all thank you for supporting the brand uh, Alan, we just finished watching the presser for two forty four
2: little UFC. I know this is is a, a wild dilemma you're having, my friend. It's the dream fight of all dream fights. The goons are going at two o five. Wait, two o nine versus three o five. Excuse me, got it. You should just take, take my ticket away from me after butchering that. Stockton
1: <laughs> mother. Man, I love I love Nate Diaz. Uh, I call him my MMA cousins, him, him and his brother, because my last name is Deus, but Diaz is what they are. But, dude, I know you in particular, man. These are both of, like, your, like... I know a lot of people, it's their fan favorites, but you mm. in particular. Like, you got the shirts. You've been
2: tweeting. You don't yeah, know what you're going to do. I got to wear both somehow. I don't know which one I'll wear in front, but, yeah, I've been... Loving Mazvedal since I remember watching him back strike Strikeforce days and then eventually went to UFC. I remember he put Michael Kies in at Dars and then just seeing his rise back, knocking out Till in Liverpool, then giving Leon Edwards a three piece in the soda backstage, <laughs> and then what he did to Ben Asker that I think we all know by now. So I just think his rise in just 16 years going from the backyard on Kimbo slice undercards to now main event at the MSG it's one of the greatest stories in combat sports history. And uh, also, Nate, man, coming back off a
1: three-year just hiatus and then looked really good against Pettis, who's no slouch, you know. Absolutely. He was coming off a big-ass knockout of Wonder Boy, who Wonderboy and Mazadal, I
2: completely forgot about it. Two years ago. Two years ago, they fought an MSG. And Mazadal, I never seen him get dominated like that. He got dropped, I think, three times and was completely outclassed. And then he, uh, I think, 14 months he took off and he went on a reality show. And now he's all of a sudden this biggest killer in the welterweight division. I I love the
1: the it, it, there's a big mutual respect between the two of them, which is really cool to see, right. and uh, the promos have just been epic. You know, the West Coast Gangster thing is right. so cool, man.
2: And we don't have to wait too long. Like this is epic soon, which is crazy.
1: I know, and we're gonna be there too. Me, uh, Alan, and I, my buddy Boss, Eric, Josh, Dylan, the hooligans, will all be there. So if you guys are gonna be in town for 244, hit us up, man. We'll run into each other. Uh, you know, Alan and I will not say no to free beers if you guys want to. You know, pledge some. More
2: donations our way. <laughs> Absolutely, especially given that uh, we go to MSG to watch our New York basketball teams. Nick for the Knicks and me for St. John's. Not a lot of good memories there, so this will surely be. One. I swear, the last time I really enjoyed being in MSG was when The Rock returned at the Survivor Series. I, I was, was there, there for that, the, that too. Yeah, yeah it's well, the wow. last time I really enjoyed being MSG. Man,
1: dude, there's some good times, and whenever it's a it's a dope event at MSG, it's like no other place, man. I gotta say so. There you go. Oh uh, yeah, hit us up. Let us know if you guys are gonna be in town for that or if you're going to two forty four. You know, we'll we'll link up and shoot this shit and whatnot. But we do have a lot of football to get to. In particular, uh a big week. You know, like the first week we talked about wide receiver drama. This week it's a lot of quarterback drama, man. Veteran quarterback drama. The the old heads are kind of falling apart. It was only a matter of time, I guess, right? Unfortunately. So we got we got Drew Brees is out for six weeks. Yes. Big Ben out for the year. Tommy John, kind of a weird injury where he threw and then grabbed his elbow immediately. I thought the Breeze injury was weirder. The way he well, made contact
2: with Aaron Donald. Yeah, but you know what? That's that's like a that happens a lot more than people expect. I know. Just the, the significance behind the injury, like it's now going to be out for six weeks. Like just, I guess, the result of that was really surprising because we yeah, have we've seen it before, but the significance of it.
1: Yeah, usually it'll be like a jam finger, they might miss a drive or something, yeah. or like a sprained thumb, but yeah, to be out for six weeks, that's, I mean, helmets are no joke, like those shits hurt when it crashes on there, yeah. and uh of course, Eli Manning too, he gets benched, but we'll get to Eli in a little bit, in particular, which of the two you think, uh obviously
2: Big Ben, right, because he's out for the whole year? And I think New Orleans, just the infrastructure there, I still think they're going to be very competitive, and... Obviously, Teddy B's a solid backup. I think besides Tannehill, he's probably the best backup QB in the league. Obviously, his limitations, though, with Teddy B. He doesn't have a great arm. He is a bit conservative. I do think you're not going to see New Orleans. like Players like Trey Quants with the Ted Ginn are not going to get a lot of usage. to it, I think. I think, obviously, Michael Thomas is going to do his thing. Jared Cook's probably going to get a lot more targets. but they're gonna, Sean Payne is obviously an offensive mastermind. He's going to work around it, but you're not going to see New Orleans really stretch the field that much because I don't think Teddy B has arm strength, and he is known for being a bit conservative. Camara too is probably going to get a lot of work out the backfield,
1: even well, more than that. Producer Mike, you got <laughs> Camara on your team? Yeah. Every, anytime someone got Camara on their team, they get excited. But yeah, I, I think so too, man. And you know, you're right. I do think though that when you're looking at both teams, right, it is more devastating losing your starting quarterback for the whole year. Mm. But are you buying into this theory that I have? I think the Steelers might be fine because they also have a nice infrastructure. They just traded for Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick from Miami. How'd you feel? First round pick?
2: You think that's a little bit of a... It's steep. Because when you think about... Because people are talking about it could be top 10 pick Miami's gang. Like Denver had a top 10 pick last year and they went 6-10. and 10. So it wouldn't be surprising to see Pittsburgh go 6-10. and 10. So the fact that it could be a top 10 pick involved now, it's steep. And... I will say the Pittsburgh Corns—they've been bad for a very long time. So at least they're getting a blue chip player like Fitzpatrick. I do think he's a real deal, and he's very versatile. You can play him in multiple areas, which I know Mike Tom will love.
1: Yeah, he's he's not a bum by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think it is it is a little steep. Like you know, if if shit hits the fan and you go, you know, you have the fifth pick in the draft, you're looking at Miami having two picks in the top five, sort of like what Cleveland had when they took Baker and uh, Denzel Ward also. So that's going to be interesting, but. I kind of like Mason Rudolph. I also, if you remember, uh, Big Ben kind of took shots at the Steelers for taking a quarterback. They took him in the second round. So second or third round. But I I remember he was was a day two pick. Mike, if you could check that for me, that'd be awesome. And Ben came out and basically was saying, you know, third round pick, third round pick. Um, He's like, hey, I don't understand why we took a quarterback. Like, I'm fine. I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know, we could have used that on a a better asset, someone that could help us now. And then also they get James Washington, who right away last week, the first target goes to James Washington. Those guys came back for either their junior or senior years at Oklahoma State. They got the chemistry in preseason. They were balling out. I'm a degenerate, so I play DraftKings preseason, team team preseason. <laughs> I can't advise this. Oh, man, it was great. Swag Kelly to Deion Kane, too. And then a little Rudolph to Washington stacks mm-hmm. for the money. So, yeah, look, there's there's going to be a chemistry there. I do think James Washington, Moncrief, has been kind of ghost for them. He's been a disaster.
2: Another pass intended for him went for interception. You saw that? Yeah, bounced off his hands. He's got a – I don't know. It's crazy. He's only 26 years old.
1: But... I don't understand how he was the number two behind Juju anyway. I could have I, – when I saw the depth chart, I was blown away. I was like, I,
2: I had James Washington as a, a shoe-in Some number two. Some teams you don't really know who's the number two. It's all murky. Like, who's, like, the number two in Oakland? Is it Renfro? It's – J.J. Nelson, like it's some teams Yo, you just
1: don't You named the most like legendary team to try to find a number two wide <laughs> receiver. I know
2: AB was there with Tyrell Warriors, but right. it's just it's some teams, it's just no one really knows who the number two is. Right,
1: right. Yeah. So I, I do think with the Steelers, their schedule is tough, and they're already in an 0-2 hold where the Saints, they're 1-1. And like you said, the backup Bridgewater is probably – wherever you want to put him in the top five as a backup because, you know, he led a team to a playoff appearance and should have won that game against the Seahawks, who they're playing this week, too, oddly enough, Well, Bridgewater is. But, you know, him, Tannehill's of the world. Even Jacoby Brissett, I
2: thought, was an exceptional backup. Yeah, I do like Jacoby Brissett. Also, to keep in mind, AFC North, I think, is a much tougher division than AFC South looking at now. Yeah, I kind of think that this injury opens up for your team too, the Falcons. Because Carolina's murky, Tampa Bay is a uh, Tampa Bay. The cool. yeah. Mina Kimes, salute to Mina Kimes. But uh, I just think, especially with how good Baltimore's looked, and you know Cleveland's gonna be competitive. And Cleveland's weird, but if they get AJ back, the offense will be fine. I Cincinnati, think, uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, sorry. well, Ohio, you're close. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying with. That offense, I am intrigued by Taylor and what they're doing over there. I know it's got they just got blown out at home, but I, I, that division's very difficult. While the M.C. South is just very murky. There's a lot of flawed teams there, so I think it's another reason you gotta not call Pittsburgh. Also, I just don't think Pittsburgh's defense is very good. While New Orleans, yeah, that has some holes, but there's still game changes there. I still think Cameron Jordan's one of the best. In the league. Poor guy. Ran 80 yards for no reason. <laughs> uh, Marshall Lattimore, though, is looking a little iffy. I think he allowed five catches on six targets, like perfect range, So they need to get him back on track. But I still think there's a lot of good talent in New Orleans, and they'll definitely be competitive. I could still see him winning nine, ten games.
1: Man, year to year, I say this all the time. The argument for who the best corner or corners are in the league, it changes, man.
2: Really rotates. Because Lattimore, his rookie year was special. He fell yeah, off a little dude. bit last year, but he still played well. But this year, like, Cooper Cup gave him the business.
1: And, yo, Also, um, P.J. Williams played really well his rookie year, too. That whole class was insane. Ken Crawley, too. Kamara, also. That entire class was impactful. It's going to be interesting when they have to pay all those guys, similar to Dallas. But... Ryan Ramshack, he might be the best right tackle in the league after shutting down J.J. Watt. Um, P.J. Williams had a great rookie season, but no one remembers that because he missed that tackle on Diggs, and that's what everyone well, that's remembers. Well, it's Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams, yeah. yeah. Why did I say P.J. P.J. Williams?
2: is the nickel core. He, I don't think he's very good. Calvin Ridley pretty much got on bench oh, last man. year. Ridley was, oh, shout out to your boy Julio. Just <laughs> dogging
1: that. Good call on that last week. But, um, so who, which of the two
2: teams do you think – we're going with the Saints, right? Cause I kind of, Saints. Kinda... I just think they're more talented, better coaching staff, easier division. I think a lot of things are pointing towards New Orleans. Plus, they play the AFC South, a lot of winnable games there. While uh, Pittsburgh – I don't know. They play like a second-place schedule. But I just think that division, playing Baltimore twice, you don't want a young quarterback going to Baltimore. It's just that's a very hostile bad environment. So <laughs> saw how much Baker struggled there and then – you look okay, at Cleveland, so, but who knows? Maybe Pittsburgh schedule. Pittsburgh schedule has to get a little lighter. They just play two playoff teams, so. You, yeah, <laughs> you think it has to get lighter at some point?
1: Seattle and the Patriots. Now they're going into San Francisco. That's going to be tough. Oh man, Shanahan is on the loose. But, yeah. Uh, well, you know who else is going to get loose? It's time, baby. <laughs> Danny Dimes. <laughs> Daniel fucking Jones stepping in for Eli Manning. <laughs> uh, I think a nice little segue into this to talk about this one. Um, let's lead off with you. You don't have a dog in this fight. You have no allegiance to either of these situations right now. Right. How do you feel about
2: the Giants benching Eli Manning and going this route? It's been long overdue. I think it's had to be done. People forget in 2016, when the Giants made the playoffs, they had the what? The number two defense and pretty much Odell you could average every other week, would have a slant ticket to how 60 yards, that offense was non existent. We're talking 2016. You look at 2017, then last year. It's just I feel like Eli's been diminished for a long time. Obviously, he can't handle pressure, so arm strength's diminished. It's just it's been long overdue. So I, I'm happy that Pat Shermer finally put the foot down because it showed us that he has some balls. Yeah, because I think he knows job security. Two years you don't produce, you get fired. That's it's, you've seen it. You see maybe one year. Look what happened to Steve Wilkes. So I think he realized that, and it's just. There's just no upside with Eli at this point. You need to see what Dalen Jones could provide. And I think it's also encouraging that the Giants do have a decent offensive line. I think Zeitler has been a big addition. So And you see how bad Cleveland has looked on the offensive line. Absolutely, yeah. So I think the pieces are there for Jones to at least uh, be efficient. I don't know. They don't really have too many explosive threats, but at least you you won't have to worry about him taking ten and twelve hits a game like say Deshaun Watson. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that it's long overdue because I've been
1: saying this since 2014. Wow. The worst, the giants in the last five years, I believe they are in the group with the Cleveland Browns and the Oakland Raiders, as far as the most wins in the league, like well, the least amount of wins. And this is also an 11 win season in 2016, which I strongly believe is the worst thing that has happened to this giants organization because it put a Band-Aid over the debacle that they've been, mm. honestly, since their last Super Bowl. And look, I understand because I've been hearing this shit all week. Yo, he won you two Super Bowls in 15 years and et cetera. And I get it. And he's going to finish or he currently is top 10 in every major statistical category for quarterbacks. Obviously, the most durable too. never missed a start with the exception of the benching with Geno Smith, which was, you know, conversation for another time.
2: It's just time. Yeah, there's people, and, people forget 2013. Didn't they start like 0 and six, and Eli had like 25 interceptions that year? Yeah, I think he slowly bounced back on like 14, 15. He was decent, but that 2016, they averaged like 18 points a game.
1: Yeah, and McAdoo came in, and it was supposed to be the quarterback whisperer because he was there with Aaron Rodgers, and Eagles you know, wanted you, him. Then you then had go yeah, you had some. Yeah, that's exactly it. They want the Eagles wanted him, and they promoted <laughs> him from offensive coordinator to head coach because of that. Uh, it worked out well for the philadelphia eagles a report that came out a couple months ago that i believe it was kevin clark from the ringer or one of the ringer guys maybe robert mays he came out and said mcadoo wanted mahomes right i think it was clark yeah and you know the giants organization has been held captive by the manning family and i've been saying this for years it's it's the case and look I love the guy, and I'm going to keep saying it because I'm getting tweets saying, yo, you're not appreciating him. Yo, I'm appreciating him. My first kid's probably going to name Eli, or at least his middle name, (laughs) without a doubt. But the issue is, it's just time, bro. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And Jurgen Klinsmann, right, when he came to the States to coach the U.S. men's soccer team, he said something that is really significant about the culture of American sports, where our culture rewards players on past accomplishments as far as what contracts are. Very rarely do you see, well, I'm going to pay this guy because I have him at an all-pro level for the next eight years. It's like, well, you know, he's he's won Super Bowls and whatnot. And I think that's what it was with, like, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant should have been making $25 million his last two years with the Lakers. He held them captive. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning yeah. also. Yeah. Eli Manning now also, you know. And Eli, both the Mannings are one and two
2: all-time in uh, money earned, guaranteed salaries. Wow. Just at some point, you got to get rid of the nostalgia. That's okay, okay. They had their time. But when you see a player that's really declining, it's just how can you make a defense for it? Like, you see his arm strength's not there. He underthrows a lot of deep balls. You see, he can't. Underthrows, doesn't he open.
1: doesn't even throw any deep balls. Every, dude, I went to the Bills game last week. Oh, yeah. Third and nine, he throws a two yard out pass to Evan Ingram, and he gets tackled for five yards up the field. And it's like, dude, he's not even throwing it downfield. Yeah. And it's just with Daniel Jones, the thing I'm the most excited about is one, he's mobile. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I always mention this one particular play, and I understand it was it, it was in training camp, but they run on RPO, the read, uh, um, run pass option, and he mm-hmm. fakes it to Wayne Goldman, and you see Barkley, Shepard, and Ingram in the background, and they lose their mind on how Daniel Jones sold it and ran up the sideline. Right. And then that's the first time that Barkley broke character and was like, man, I'm excited to run that with him. Because Barkley's like super PC, clean cut, says all the right things. And it was like, man... It's going to open up shit. They're going to get tape back in two weeks, right? And I know these aren't home run threats, but they also don't have that luxury or that
2: opportunity to run because Eli doesn't even throw it downfield. Right. And Sherman has experience with Case Keenum and Murray and McKinnon, Minnesota running RPOs. So it's definitely another just thing you put the offense and You have a tight end like Ingram just eat in the middle of the field because those linebackers are going to get sucked in.
1: And what about what it's going to do for Barkley, man? The Giants are, according to PFF, the number one run-blocking team the first two weeks
2: of the year. A lot of excitement. They're playing against one of the worst defenses to start off the Daniel Jones era.
1: So I think I think they're gonna go I think they're gonna go two and all their next two weeks. I think they beat Tampa Bay and I think they beat the Redskins. And the biggest game of the year is gonna be that game against Minnesota in MetLife because week six, they play short week in New England. Yeah, and they're gonna way, get pummeled I, by sixty.
2: I have to mention I am slightly disappointed we're not getting one more Eli Bray just for just for the person. You know Eli would have Gone like 25 for 29 three tds 280 yards fourth
1: fourth quarter comeback as like a 12 point underdog
2: (laughs) i wish they waited till week six but i i don't blame well you
1: you also make that move not for nothing because you don't do it on a short week yeah you don't do it you don't do it on a short week but also because your team still has hope like the giants are oh and two if you make this move with daniel jones and you do it when they're two and ten and they have nothing to play for are the guys gonna get up for those games i don't think so Mm -hmm. you know at least here you're still like cautiously optimistic that you might be able to turn it
2: around they have a lot of veterans going tate zeiler soldier like this is not an old team but they have players there that's obviously i compete these are their prime years and i know defense is a lot of uncertainty there but you just need to create some excitement because that, as you know as a giant fan just what have you really been able to be excited about for the past few years
1: and a slant to Odell and, and, and Barkley running against nine-man boxes. That's about all my excitement level. Like maybe Janoris Jenkins will do something cool, but. You know, he's he's quietly, he's he's not the issue on the defense. It's everything else. Like he he plays well in coverage, but they just pick on everyone else. It's, I'm not comparing him to Darrell Revis, but when the Jets, and I'm sure Mike in the background will attest to this. When Remember they had like Cromartie? Right. Cromartie and Revis and it's uh-huh. like well they got Cromartie too and it's like Cromartie was getting picked on because you just didn't want to throw at Revis
2: they had a really popular slot corner too I'm forgetting though they did have a popular slot corner do you know they Who? signed someone that was like a big name Asamoah
1: no 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 that was the Eagles oh no that- the Eagles signed <laughs> them yeah well no, Screen they screared. signed I them a little later on mind, but, yeah. but you know the, they're Lido like Shepard I think it might go. be yeah but what they were
2: But what they were what was
1: what was happening there with the Jets was like, yo, we're not gonna throw at Revis. The no one's really throwing at Jenkins, and you're just completing everything else against them. So linebackers aren't that good either. They haven't been good ever. Like Antonio Pierce is the best linebacker they've had in like twenty years. So let's see. I'm very excited for Daniel Jones, as everyone knows from following me on social media. Here comes the money. Here we go money talk. talk Here comes the money Shout out to Taver, one of the sponsors of Veterans Minimum. Taver isn't your beer of the month club. You only get what you want, you have total control. It's a holy shit watch me experience. Every brew pub there is community. You decide what you want. We deliver it for you for a flat rate fee, regardless of how much you buy, free to sign up and so much damn fun to drink. There is no obligation to purchase anything, and shipping is only $14.90 no matter how many bottles or cans are in your craft. If you guys download the app today and enter the promo code VETERAN, you will get $10 in cold hard beer cash to use on the app after you spend $25. Again, free to sign up. No obligation to purchase. So you can go and check out the app. Check out what beers they have at your disposal. Download the app and enter the code VETERAN to get $10. That is Taver. Bay. <laughs>
3: All
1: right, let's get into this uh, segment that we set up here. I'm kind of excited for this one. I always like doing season-long outlooks any possible way that I can. So we're going to evaluate the 2-0 and o and the 0-2 teams. And we have a few of them on the menu. Look at Producer Mike with the papers. This is why we pay him the big bucks. Spoiler. I'm not paying him anything yet. <laughs> um, all right. So two and oh teams, Allen. Patriots, Bills, Baltimore, Kansas City, Green Bay, Dallas. Three teams in the NFC West. We got the Seahawks, the Rams, and the 49ers. Just off the top, which one surprises you? Just of of all the two and O teams?
2: Say like Green Bay. Green Bay surprises you? Just schedule when you look at the opponents. Because I don't want to say San Fran because I think in the Bills, they've had favorable opponents. But you look at Green Bay, two divisional wins already. Both pretty competitive games. Two teams. Well, Chicago made the playoffs. Minnesota didn't last year. But I really like what Green Bay's doing. I think that all that investment they put in the defense is finally paying off. It's amazing what happens when you have a GM that wants to spend money.
1: Yeah. must be nice when you can spend (laughs) some money on your defense. That's for sure. All right. For me, I think just off the top, the team that surprises me that is 2-0. I think I would say um, the Patriots. No, I'm kidding. Definitely not the Patriots. Um, Seattle. I think Seattle for me. Um, I didn't expect them to beat the Steelers last week. They were losing at the time when Big Ben got hurt, but still it was only a, a, a three-point three game. But, yeah, Seattle, I kind of was down on them. Maybe I should have trusted that structure that they have over there. There's a team that's been doing it for so long. But, all right. Kick us off with a team that you think is 2-0 that is real. That is for real. This is a team that we're going to see potentially in November, December, still above five hundred, playing for a playoff berth.
2: Absolutely love what the Ravens are doing right now, just how they're using Lamar Jackson, game in space. I think the chemistry between him and Mark Andrews, one of the best combos in the league, you just see every time Jackson – whether it's play action or they use the read option, whatever it may be, you'll just know you'll either hit him. Like I don't know a team that runs more 3 tight end sets than the Ravens because you have uh, Hurst, the first-rounder, and then Boyle. Boyle. like It's just incredible. And their O-line's always been solid, and I think Mark Ingram's been a good fit. I just love what they're doing offensively. And then defensively, you know what you're going to get, especially with Earl Thomas back there. I think Matthew Judoa might be the next pass rusher i will probably get paid. Because you know Baltimore, every year, they have a rusher that gets paid. It happened to Darius Smith last year. Now you see, though, and then obviously you have uh, Brand Williams and Pierce are nasty interior duo. They just, you know they're always going to stop the run. You know, defensively, they're going to be styled as general, but now they have a, an offense that could produce big plays, which hasn't been the case for the past few years, because obviously Joe Flacco, more more, you want to talk about diminishing quarterbacks, he's right up there. So, And you always have to trust Harbaugh. I think just the guy constantly, even though I know the away record's been kind of down the past few years, you know Harbaugh. Just those teams are always going to be competitive. So I really like what Baltimore is doing as a whole. I I was a little skeptical going into the year, but I knew they would be competitive. But so far, just how explosive they looked offensive, albeit it's two really bad defenses, I still think Baltimore is going to be here for the long haul. I think they're one of the few teams that could at least give the Patriots a good game come January. Man, you know what the craziest thing about what Baltimore is doing is?
1: The efficiency rate for Lamar Jackson when throwing to Malcolm Brown is or Marquise Brown Marquise Hollywood Brown. Hollywood dude, Hollywood he's got about yeah. five names dude it is unbelievable first of all this kid Hollywood Brown do you know how many snaps he's played so far? I know he played like fourteen against Miami. So he's he's ran he he's played forty snaps. He has eighteen targets. What Lamar Jackson is doing is insane. Um, it's. I don't think it's sustainable for how much he throws to the wide receiver because it's not much. Right. Right. He throws everything pretty much to the tight end. That's why Mark Andrews, I believe, back to back weeks has had 100 yards, mm-hmm. and that's his guy. But when he does throw to wide receivers, it's exclusively to him. 40 snaps, 18 targets. So it's the
2: Hollywood show. That reminds you Last year. The- didn't Tyler Lockett have, like, 14 touchdowns on, on, like, 42 catches or something? Yeah,
1: yeah. And and Russell Wilson had the high—I think Wilson to Lockett was, like, only behind Tyreek Hill and, and Mahomes. Or it was, like, there were one, two in whichever right. order of, like, the
2: most—like, the highest QBR when targeting that guy. Yeah. I know they've gone against poor secondaries, but hey, they're going to get another one this week in Kansas City. So it's like, why can't they continue this? I know the schedule maybe will get a little more difficult, but just for me, with Baltimore, you see a consistency there, and I don't think their secondary gets enough credit. Humphrey, you want some of our rising stars? I think in terms of young cornerbacks to watch, he's up there. Jimmy Smith, a little always has something going on here or a suspension or an injury—but he's still someone that's dependable. Just Baltimore, you know, you're going to get within the front four and then the secondary. So for me, I just think. Besides the Patriots and Chiefs, I do think they're the clear third best team in that AFC. I'm going to surprise you with this one. This was a team that I picked
1: to win the NFC West, and I got a lot of shit for it. A lot of shit. Your boy Shanahan and the Niners. Oh, yeah. Shanny for life. Shanny for life. Listen, I, I love what they did in the offseason. They, they trust the system with Shanahan, and they get Garoppolo back. And they spent a lot of money on the defense and draft capital again. They're like, yo, we need defensive linemen. We're just going to keep, I wouldn't say punting, but, but we're going to keep using our first round pick until we get one. Right. And it seems like Nick Bosa is that guy for them. Mm-hmm.
2: And, you well, know, they hit on Buckner. I think Buckner's on the best D tackles.
1: Yeah. And like Solomon Thomas, he. Uh, uh, been yeah. Disappointing. Armstead's very, been a little disappointed. Right, right. But they have spent a lot of, you know, because for the longest time, that division also, it's like, you know, Cardinals like to run the ball, Seahawks like to run the ball. Rams like to lo- run the ball, and you build And they two. got ferocious D-lines. Yeah, 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 exactly. So the NFC West, they have a lot of good defensive lines. But, dude, look at this schedule, right? They got the Steelers at home. Home opener, by the way. Niners 2-0 and on the road. Steelers at home. Browns at home. Monday at, night At Rams. Then they got at Redskins. Panthers at home. Who knows what's good with Cam? At Cardinals. At Seahawks they're two and oh i i i see six and i i think they'll be i think they'll be eight and two i still forget d
2: ford's on that team
1: d ford Quan <laughs> alexander yeah. uh sherman now it seems like debo samuel is emerging as the go-to guy the consistent go-to guy obviously Marquise. well george kittle obviously yeah. but uh, mark uh Marquise goodwin to stretch the field they still have dante pettis even though it seems like shanahan doesn't really like him
2: I don't know if he knows the playbook or signs off with the route running, but and I just, they yeah.
1: and they love them too because they traded up to get them last yeah. year too. So that's always something to monitor. The thing is, it doesn't
2: even matter what talent is in that offense. So with Shannon's play calling, there's just going to be easy access plays. That's the thing you're going to get with Kyle Shan. It's going to be a lot of play action, a lot of rollouts. Even though I do think there's questions about Jimmy G when it comes to just his timing and his ability to read defenses, just Shannon's going to create those openings with his play calling. And a tight end like George Kittle is just going to stretch the field. That makes it even better. And they got like six different running backs. Ed, Tevin Coleman probably back in a few weeks. He's a big play threat. So, no, I really do like said for. I don't know if they're going to necessarily win 10, 11 games, but I could easily see him compete for a wild card spot because... Defensive line with both Buckner and D four. That's going to cause a lot of problems. I forgot like how good that D line is. And say we want about Quan Alexander's contract, and he does miss a lot of tackles. but that guy could run, he and he could make plays. So for me, I I think what they did in the quietly one of the better ones. Are you worried about Jimmy
1: G's off the field antics with uh, dating porn stars? No, not at all. He okay. seems like a
2: composed guy. Okay. I'm more worried about <laughs> I'm more worried about his accuracy. I, I, he I don't think he's played. Well, the Tampa game I thought was rough last week was a little better, but I do think there are questions. Just, I think he un- knows the playbook, but you could just see some of the throws he makes has been a little sketchy. But, look, he's come off a serious injury, so right. let's let's give him some time. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think we do need to give these quarterbacks coming
1: off an ACL surgery at least two years to recover. But, you know, we're talking about this year. Okay, I'll lead us off with a team that's 2-0 and that I'm not buying stock on. And for me, I think I'm gonna go with the Buffalo Bills. You count me in this as well. So, how do you? Before we get into exactly why I feel this way, how do you feel about Josh Allen, quarterback comparison to Cam Newton? Because that's who I see when I watch them too. I think Cam's a
2: much better, not maybe not accuracy wise, but I just think Cam makes better decisions. He reads defense better. Just the issue with Josh Allen, he's just so. Like just he overthrows the receivers like crazy. He throws like he could have four picks against the Jets. Right? Like you, you saw Week One, Mike, right? Like he, was, like he was very fortunate. I just think Josh, a great athlete and everything. And I do and I do enjoy watching him play. Like Josh Allen's fun. Say what you because as you know, following draft Twitter and just a lot of analysts, a lot of people did not like Josh Allen coming out. They were like, this guy's a third round pick. He's garbage. But he somehow won the. Top they said 10.
1: that about the Lord and Savior Daniel Jones too, <laughs> man.
2: So I understand why there's a lot of Christmas about Josh Allen, but. He's a lot of fun to watch, but I think he has a long way to go before being Cam. Cam is – the Cam has a much better on than Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, I just think that the, the their style of play, they're best when you let them be themselves. And I know it sounds like kind of corny or whatnot, but it's like let them run. Let them do – wow, Westbrook <laughs> just made a nice catch as we have Thursday Night Football in the background. But just watching him in person, I was like, this guy loves to lower your shoulder. They love to have design runs with him. They like to get him to roll out and whatnot. And – I'm not saying he's going to win MVP, but the MVP year that Cam had, very similar kind of wide receivers. Ted Gins, Philly Brown, John Brown, Cole Beasley, shorter guys. Didn't have Greg Olson, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Greg Olson was still like at an elite level at yeah. that time. Yeah, you're right on that one. Tight end. But I don't even know who the tight end was last week, but I think he got like six targets. But then again, everyone does well. They cut the Bills. Charles Clay
2: like good year. My ago.
1: guy Charles Clay, the sole reason why we play with no tight end in our fantasy league. <laughs> because the argument used to be why am I gonna start Charles Charles Clay when I had Emmanuel Sanders on my bench? And we're like, let's eliminate the tight end slot. So oh. shout out to Charles Clay. Uh, revolutionized our fantasy league. So with Buffalo, I think they beat two teams that, you know, they shouldn't have beat the Jets. CJ Mosley goes out, and then the entire team fell apart. Mm-hmm. And then they beat the Giants, who you know, then you were there. I was like, yeah, congrats, you beat the Giants. You know, the people were giving me shit when the Cowboys beat them. I was like, dude, they. Uh, I said on the video I did for Chat Sports that they were going to lose by three scores, and mm-hmm. they lost by seventeen. So. I don't know. Buffalo their defense is tremendous. Yeah, you have Th- to they'll probably defense.
2: be three and all after this week. They're a yeah. six point favorite against the Bengals yeah. in Buffalo. I do think McDermott's a good coach too. He has gonna have cry. I know the whole Peterman thing did not come off well, but his defense is they come to play. Like he did a really good job with Carolina. He runs a lot of cover too, so and I think Tredavious White at Oliver, these are star talents and I think Micah Hyde's always been solid he doesn't get enough credit just there's legit talent it's just offensively they're just so limited like you just you can't really trust those receivers I don't know what the running games like like Frank Gore like is he gonna be around I know he's Frank Gore he's immortal but is he gonna be able to run 20 times in November December behind that O-line which is if he at best I don't think so Frank Gore is gonna
1: make the Hall of Fame just off playing for as long as Brady's gonna play <laughs> Guy's gonna play for twenty years. Oh, another touch! Look at look at Gardner. DJ Shark,
2: low key, man. One of the rising stars at wide receiver in the league.
1: Gardner Minshew, baby, yo, yo. Would you rather have Gardner Minshew or Dak Prescott for forty million? Oh, <laughs> <Come> <laughs> no, let me stop. Let me stop, guys. I'm kidding. It's it's all jokes. It's all jokes. But the stash is a, exceptional. Okay, forty million. I love we got the clue. The forty. Million. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about a couple of oh and two teams. So the teams that are oh and two. The New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are currently playing. Miami's
2: 0-16, for all I care. uh,
1: The New York Giants, the Washington Redskins, the Panthers, Denver Broncos, Bengals, and Steelers. Dude, we have have mad teams that are 0-2. We got nine teams that are 2-0, nine teams that are 0-2. Who would you not count out that is 0-2? that you think can make the playoffs, potentially.
2: Or, you know, come down to Week 17 when they're in kind of situation. I still want to believe the Panthers, even though the situation with Cam right now, who knows, it's not even just his foot, his arm was just, it looks so bad. He was overthrowing out. Short out routes. Let's see. Like Curtis Samuel was just looking. at am like, I'm wide open, and he couldn't even hit McCaffrey on It It's very concerning. But a talent like Cam, I still want to believe in. I still want to believe in that defense because they invested a lot in. It. And I do do think Brian Burns is going to become a star, and McCoy will make an impact. I do think their schedule also is favorable. They play Arizona this week, and then they play the Jaguars and the Texans, and I think there's another game with the Bucks. Even though they just lost the Bucks, I know they play the Bucks again soon. It's just, I don't know. I see there's too much sound for Carolina to crumble. They did crumble last year, but. I do trust North Turner and Ron Rivera to at least somehow get it right and for them to at least be somewhat competitive. But I don't know. There wasn't much to choose from. I still want to believe just in that de- that defense and then just the division being as wild as it is right now. So, yeah, Carolina, although I can't say I'm overly confident. Man, I think I'm completely counting out Carolina. And the reason why is I just don't know what's good with Cam. I That's think- understandable. He might, he's probably not going to play as. This- yeah. Kyle he has some promise. I don't know what he's going to look like. But then again, you're playing Arizona. Most yeah. quarterbacks will look good against Arizona. Well,
1: also, I heard something about Kyle Allen as he was the number one high school quarterback going into college. Wow. And that always that always means something to me. I love Robert Foster. He plays for the Bills Is the wide receiver. He was the number one wide receiver going into Bama. And then Bama, you know, they love to run the ball and whatnot. And they have also produced a lot of stud wide receivers. Your team in particular, having two of them. But... Yeah, I think though the team that I would pick for this one that I think uh I'm not going to count out. You ready for this one? My Lord and Savior, Daniel Jones baby and the Giants.
3: <laughs> right. No, but I'm going to I'm going to defend it. I'm going to defend <laughs> now, it. And and
1: here's why. We we touched on it a little bit earlier in the episode, but I think that when you make this change, it still gives the team hope. It gives the offense hope. It gives the, for as bad as the defense is, one thing that you could do to protect your defense is not have them be out on the field for 38 minutes a game. Mm -hmm. And
2: 12 play drives do help.
1: Yeah, 12 (laughs) play drives are also constant three and outs, doesn't help. Uh So, can we, you know, pick up some first downs and give them a breather? I think what it's going to do to open up the offense, because he's not going to be afraid to chuck it downfield, they're going to make him open up the playbook a little bit. And I think it's just going to open up holes for the team. And their next two games are winnable. I do think they're gonna go into that week five game against the Vikings. And that's gonna be a big game because they win that game against Minnesota. They're three and two going into New England and losing. So you're looking at three and three as opposed to losing that game, then you're two and four. So the defense is awful. I get it. Now I'm not saying that the Giants are gonna make the playoffs, but I'm saying that this could be something that could get them to seven and nine, eight and eight,
2: as opposed to four and twelve, five and eleven. That defense, though. That's I know. Why, that's what I'm really skeptical about. They do play the AFC, so it should be two wins uh, with the Jets and Dolphins. So, And then who knows with the Redskins. But I just I don't know what the Giants and it's because we still don't, don't really know what Daniel Jones Like, has, How's he going to fit with guys like Shepard and Tate? You know, so that's also another thing where everyone
1: says in the preseason he did it against twos and threes, where, you know, twos nowadays are starters for the most part. Injuries, and, yeah. and they and they play a lot. Like, those are guys that are going to make your team because they're one of the 53 best players on your team and third stringers. But then again, he did it with Benny Fowler and TJ Jones. And, you know, he had Ingram for, I think, two drives. You know, so now he'll have Barkley. Now he'll have Shepard. He'll have Ingram. So he's also going to have better weapons that he's never had before. Mm-hmm. Yo, Duke has produced four NFL players in its entire
2: history. Jameson Crowder's one of them, I think.
1: Him, um... The Lions drafted a lineman from there, hey, Sean Roberts, no no, uh, Tomlinson, I think his name was Oh okay, yeah, he kind of offensive line yeah. lineman, and then some dude in like the early 2000s, <laughs> and that's it that's and then okay. Daniel Jones, so okay. he's not really he's not coming out of Clemson where he's playing with new copkins and yeah. and Sammy Watkins and all the and Mike Williams of the world. It's like no, he's playing with guys that are going to be accountants and and law professors, probably.
2: And he's handled adversity. Like he comes from a place where the supporting cast isn't necessarily that good. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. so he's yeah. going to be used to it, too. With I'm just
2: not sure what to make of the defense, and I don't know how he's going to. We'll see if what. I just wish the Giants had a vertical threat because I still think the Golden Tate signing is weird. I don't know how he's going to mesh it all. You saw what happened with Philly last year. Once he couldn't fit into offense, he kind of became non-existent. So.
1: so in the last five years, six years, we've had two – Four, six, eight. We've had eight teams start zero and two and make the playoffs. Last year, we had a team go zero and three and make the playoffs, the Texans, and then they went on that nine-game win. And streak. then the Colts were like one and five. So yeah, the Colts were also one and five. So Houston, Seattle last year, the Saints in seventeen, Miami in sixteen, Houston, Seattle again in fifteen, Colts in fourteen, and then Carolina in thirteen. Producer Mike crushing it today.
2: Wow, Carolina was zero and two and thirteen. Sheesh, I forgot about that.
1: What team? um are you uh not counting out oh you said the panthers right yeah i'm gonna go Carolina. about <laughs> i'm not as yeah, optim- yeah. i'm not as confident as you with the giants i guess i'm a, you know what i'm gonna also pick another team i'm gonna pick another team and the reason why is because i don't want to get shit for this one saying that i'm a homer or whatnot but this is hard to pick another team here because like,
2: you know look P- would you say pittsburgh i think maybe pittsburgh so I do think Rudolph's talented. Like, Rudolph Pittsburgh. is going to make some. So, plays. if you're
1: looking at the talent of the roster, so we got Jets, Dolphins, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos, Skins, Giants, Panthers. Would you say Pittsburgh has the most talent of those 0 2 teams? Absolutely. Without a doubt, right? Yeah. I would agree with you on that. So, maybe Pittsburgh, yeah. but then they're going into. Like, if they had Ben, this would be a shoo in for me. They're like, yo, I would still bet them to like make the playoffs. Kind of some value there opens up the door and whatnot. Because they still have division games. Mm. You know, they haven't played in their division, so yeah. a lot can happen there.
2: Denver had, Denver had a better quarterback, I would seriously <laughs> – because I really like yeah, Vic but hold Fangio. On. Hold on. L- let's talk about Denver a yeah. little bit. No sacks from Chubb and Miller. That's very concerning. And
1: Fangio comes in. He had this great defense in in, chi- in Chicago, and it's like, you're not getting no pressure from these guys? It's,
2: in, it's here because I uh, McVeigh Shanahan, and Sean Payne all said the toughest – coordinator to go up against is Vic Fangio there was an interview and all three of them said that And these are three of the most credential names other than Andy Reid like those are the names when you think of all kinds of masterminds that's what you name so and I know just from people that covered the Bears how respected Vic Fangio was so I don't know what's gone there I I did not stay up for the Oakland game I didn't watch much of the Chicago game I only watched highlights but just you have two stud pass rushers and then I think they built a second there I like the Kareem Jackson signing as well it's just I was shocked that they didn't really force any turnovers, especially against guys like karin and Trubisky, too. Very turnover-prone QBs, very skish in the pocket. Uh, I would expect a lot more from him. So, yeah, I guess there's a lot of reasons. Plus, their left tackle can't stop holding, which doesn't help either.
1: Yo, real quick, shout-out to Emmanuel Sanders. towards Achilles, 31 years old, and I think he leads the NFL in red zone targets. Can they and trade
2: him? Like, can he go somewhere?
1: Man, you know what? What team would you like to see him on?
2: I was going to say Philly. <laughs> Everyone's gonna go to Philly. (laughs) I would say Carolina if Snood was played, but uh, I don't know what's what's a good team quickly off the top of your head.
1: Can't tell you a dope team for him. Baltimore? Yeah. Yo, what about him in Green Bay? As a slot wide receiver, a reliable one. Yeah, he'd be a big upgrade over Geronimo. Lo- love geronimo but man sanders with Devontae on the opposite side of him oh, rogers pulling rogers the strings love him, that would yeah i'm getting right, a that's semi that's thinking about a, that one that's the bay. yeah i'm sure he'll end up in new england somehow and then just like <laughs> four
3: why don't AB don't get along I don't
1: yeah know. yeah say? that's right that's right Belcher wants that there's some beef there but all right cool let's get into a uh, couple games of the week
2: Oh, what about – oh, we're not going to talk about two teams. We're definitely writing off or – Oh, baseball? the write-off?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, my bad. Well, the the aforementioned uh, Broncos for me. Oh, okay. I think Joe Flacco is a disaster. I think uh, anyone – there's some chick on Twitter um, who's like a, a pro Joe Flacco, anti uh, – she-
2: Lindsay's cool <laughs> yeah no she's cool
1: i got yeah. to me and her went at it on twitter and whatnot and people were like, I, like I was i was like replying to her like i wasn't trying to be a dick i was yeah, just yeah. like yo i kind of find it crazy that this even is a debate you know yeah. like all because he won one super bowl and i get it but yeah. he's kind of been a disaster since then yeah, yeah. and he had this magical run and then she was just like uh oh you don't get it young child or something like that and then yeah. i just like again countered and i was like yo look matt ryan like Sure, I get the twenty eighth of three thing. I know that still hurts. I was there with you, man. I remember your you face. I was like, yo, guys, we can't talk to Allen. We gotta just let him I out.
2: Was staring at the ceiling for ten minutes. Yeah.
1: So I was like, yo, you know, he's been to NFC title games. He went to the Super Bowl. He's won MVP. He's he's reliable at a most important position and the Falcons stay afloat. A lot of it is because he's there. And then again, she just gave me like a a whack answer and it's then I was brand. like the, the I was like well, brand. you hit me up and I was like yo that's her brand don't fall for the yeah, trap it's... and then of course I had Tim chime in because he's a oh, Matt, okay. Matt Ryan here but it's like yo Joe Flacco enough is enough the guy just like Eli Manning how about this one who as someone that's not a Bronco fan not a giant fan who's a worse quarterback to watch if there's a primetime game and it's between the Giants are on Sunday night. The Broncos are on Monday night. What's the worse oh, game to watch? Like, what offense watching them?
2: Probably Denver's worse. Because we you can think about at least Eli, one or two times, he'll, he'll do something funky. And they got playmakers, the Giants. Denver, I like Sanders. I think Lindsey's a cool story. But who they really have? Corlin Sutton, for all the hype about him, he drops a lot of passes. And he doesn't get much separation. He just... I don't know if he's just a glorified Devontae Parker, but I'm not really with the Cortland Sun Hype. I never really got it.
1: I like Flacco because he'll make like four irrational double coverage throws like 50 yards downfield. Yo, there was a stretch in like 15-16 where their offense was drop back, throw a Hail Mary to like Torrey Smith. And hope for, like, pass interference.
2: That was, like, 11-12, I think. Torrey Smith was, like, on the Eagles. Oh, yeah, you're here. right. Oh, shit, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, once once he got that big contract, Torrey Smith bounced at like, the Sanford. And, Jacoby Jones, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this Dude. was This was, like, 11-12. This is yeah. what they were every year in the Dude,
1: that's, that's literally how they were moving the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. It's like they drop back, seven-step drop, bomb the shit out of it, and, and pray for a flag. And they, they would get it a lot of the time. And they issue of flag, we holds on the ball way yeah. too long. So,
2: uh, quickly, my O2 team, I got to roast a little bit. The New York Jets, just End them. Just end them. Trade on, trade Robbie Anderson. Jamal, An- Jamal Adams apparently erasing everything off his uh, Twitter and Instagram. Just I don't know. All the hype about the Jets. It's just, I don't understand how you go in the season thinking Adam Gase and Greg Williams is going to lead to success. Apparently, they don't like each other, too. Uh, who likes Greg Williams? Listen, guys. The Jets are going to start 0-6. Next, they play New England. Then they got the bye, Philly, Cleveland, I'm sorry, Cowboys, Patriots,
1: and then they're going to finish 7 and 9 when uh, Donald's healthy. And we're going to get like the 15th,
2: 16th pick, and we're going to get nobody. What if he goes back to Hofstra Strip? Like, <laughs> but it's just, I, it's just, and all this buzz about the Jets. Look, I like I'm gay to the play club, but this guy is not someone that could lead a franchise. We saw that in Miami. He, Osha, not Osha size, but he, JJ, Landry, and Sue. These are three Pouncey star players. players. Pouncy as well. All got rubbed the wrong way because of Gase's antics. He's not a good communicator. He's just someone that isn't someone that comes off as a leader. And I just and then just bring in Greg Williams. Like Greg Williams has not coordinated a playoff team since Bounty Gate with New Orleans when Alex Smith beat the Saints in uh, with thirty seconds left in the NFC Divisional playoffs. Like these guys don't have good track records. Like what made you think yeah. this gonna, you could have all the cap space in the world? You can sign all the stars. I like the Mosley sign. I think Le'Veon Bell is a phenomenal talent. But other than that, it's just. I don't know what the Jets were thinking going to season. Now look at what happens. Blow up right in their face. Yo,
1: can I tell you a classic story of that Saints-Niners game? There's a lot of good
2: stuff from that game. Okay,
1: so the day before, the Giants beat the Packers,
2: right? No, day after. That was a Saturday game. You're right. It was a day after. You're right.
1: You're right. Okay, so I'm watching the Niners and Saints game. When the Niners beat the Saints, I turned to Josh. I'm watching it at Josh's crib. I'm like, bro, if we beat the Packers, we're going to the Super Bowl. He's like... Yo, you got to go into San Fran. I was like, I don't give a flying fuck. Uh, Alex Smith is not beating the Giants. Captain checked down. I was like, I'm not buying it. I don't care. You and- don't want to go to the Superdome. Yeah, exactly. I was like cuz that year, it was either that year or the year before they played in in New Orleans and we got shellacked. Monday
2: night, I remember that. It was just like,
1: actually, you know what? It was that year because that was the Victor Cruz oh, year and it? Cruz okay. scored like a garbage down like a garbage time like some like 2011 yard. 2012. Yeah. yeah. So we know about that wild
2: card round, so, Giants and Falcons. So
1: so I told I told Josh, I'm like, "Bro, if they beat if they beat the Packers, they're going through the Super Bowl." Lo and behold, they beat the Packers. The next day we're watching that game at Boss's crib and there's a picture. I'm going to try to find it to put it on my Instagram. I'm wearing that helmet over there. You see that helmet over there? I see Alan? that, yeah. The, the beer helmet. I'm wearing that, and I'm shaking Josh's head. I'm like, I'm going to the Super Bowl. And everyone's like, bro, you got to beat the Niners. So I'm like, dude, I'm telling you they're going to the Bowl. And then, you know, not for nothing, they beat the Niners in overtime.
2: Eli took up beating that game. Yo, to- that
1: game, and I know this is going to sound even crazier than what I said, that's the game that Eli won me over. Absolutely. He threw, I think, 53 times. And he got hit like twenty eight times. There's the famous picture of him calling a timeout, and like the 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 chin strap is above his nose. Mm-hmm. He's just like all oh, like discombobulated. Yeah. But that game, I was like, man, you know what? This guy's a baller. This guy's a stallion back there, and he's tough as shit, yeah. man.
2: They had, that's when Alden Smith was at his best. Yeah, Justin Smith, obviously Bowman. Yo, and Willis. yeah,
1: Bowman, Willis. You had uh Whitner was there. There's so many stuff. Carlos so. Rogers got fucking undressed by
2: Victor Cruz <laughs> in that first half. <laughs> and. I- Oh. Yeah, I don't know how we got on set. How do we get on this?
1: Well, I was talking about the uh, – uh, we were talking about um, – actually, I don't know why we were talking about this. We were talking this. about Greg – oh, Greg Williams. Greg Williams, yeah, yeah, so, yeah right, Greg, right. Greg
2: Williams, NFL teams stop hiring this, man. You Look at that Odell touchdown, like what Marcus made, 20 yards off. Poor Brian Poole, man. I got to interview Brian Poole a few times in Atlanta. He's a good guy. You have this guy covering Landry and Odell at the same time. Like It's just enough's enough. So, yeah, the Jets, it's over. All that off-season buzz, get out of here.
1: Shout-out to producer Mike making his debut. That was Mike's voice that you guys heard in the background. Uh, And he grabbed the mic. Um, Okay. Now let's get into games of the week. We have a doozy. We have a couple of good games. Chiefs, Ravens. That is... Why isn't that flexed into... I know it's it's so early in the year, but...
2: Browns, Rams. Who's going to hate on that matchup? I know Baker's hasn't looked great so far, but... Leads
1: the league in interceptions since last year. Really? Yep. Wow. And... He started two
2: less games than everyone. Man, what game was it? The Ravens game we threw it off. Oh, that that Tennessee game certainly did. Help. Yeah. So, so um, but when it comes to Chiefs Ravens, I just think you look at two of the most dynamic QBs in the league. I'm really excited to see how Mahomes looks against the Ravens because this game this happened last year. Yeah, I think it was in December, and that was the one game that uh they struggled a little bit. Lamar
1: Jackson lost in the regular season.
2: Wow, that's right. I remember Mahomes strolling for three quarters, but then I think he either hit Kelsey or, or Hill. On he a held, bomb. hit
1: on, on like a fourth and nine. Yeah. Like 50 Street yards on goal. Field. Probably Tariq Hill because that's a target. And that was him. also when he debuted the first no-look pass that he threw. Oh,
2: that's right. <laughs> Man, that guy's uh
1: Yo, I think he's creeping up on Rodgers as far as the uh, wow factor for me. As far as Rodgers, I always say he makes so many... He makes like three, four throws a game. Especially when he used to have Jordy, mm-hmm. they'd run like forty-yard comebacks, back right. shoulders. On Even like James
2: Jones. Yeah, yeah,
1: James Jones. Remember that one year he got cut by Oakland, and then back. he came back. He scored a touchdown like four straight weeks, <laughs> and he wore a hoodie the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, those are those were some fun teams. And then uh, Jermichael Finley years too, yeah. and Rodgers was just and still to this day he makes throws that just leave me like speechless. And I think Mahomes has entered that too. Like, yo, Mahomes. Flick of the wrist 50 yards downfield, and it seems as if you know all we need you to do is just run a four sub four four forty, and you can play wide receiver. We'll for Marcus us. Robinson, Robinson, Hardman, Hill, Watkins, even Kelsey's faster
2: at tight end. And it's just some of those throws against Oakland those are tight coverage, like those tight window throws. Mahomes just hits them
1: first time in his career as a starter in 19 starts, did not score a first quarter touchdown. What did he do? Fourth quarter through, uh, second quarter through four touchdowns.
2: Just unbelievable. But th- you want to talk about a secondary that is going to cause problems to Baltimore when you look at that. True. I know Brandon Carr is kind of declining, but he's still capable. And then <laughs> of course you got Humphrey and uh, Jimmy Smith. Well, the- can the- you,
1: Mike? Can you check if Jimmy Smith is playing in this game? Cause I th- I want to say he's hurt. No, he's always been. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Smith. I know, yeah. And last year he was suspended too to start the year. But I just
2: want to see how Mahomes just the chess match between him and Earl Thomas. You know Earl Thomas will be watching his yeah. eyes. Like, it's, like, it's such a great game. I wish it was for it. like I, I got I got Falcons always oh, out.
1: He's out. Yeah, Jimmy Smith is out. I, I kind of had a feeling he was out. I got... A-
2: Oh, yeah. he might be out a couple more weeks after right. this. But I just think that chess match with Mahomes and Earl Thomas is the biggest thing with this game because I don't think Mahomes ever gone up against a safety like Earl Thomas. <sighs> yeah, now that I think about it, yeah. And then you look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense is very vulnerable. They don't, they're not particularly good against the run. I can see Baltimore. Ma- Mark Ingram has been a solid addition. You see a pounding with them. And who knows? We can see uh, Hollywood Brown going off again. Do you think that the Chiefs defense is just
1: so lax because they know this offense – could put up thirty points on anyone, so they're just like, hey, you know what? Let's just not give up forty like we
2: did with the Rams. Well, they got Spagnuolo now, so we'll see. Because Bob, my son, boy, <laughs> Bob son was just too conservative. He was kind of outdated with his philosophy. Cheese fans hated. It. I mean, he would always drop like Justin Houston to coverage and D Ford. So now at least with Spags, you you have a guy that's obviously aggressive and someone that's just more aware of just you know how the NFL is changing, just in terms of offenses. But. I just, I don't know if Chiefs you'd think they could do a lot more with guys like Chris Jones and Frank Clark. These are legitimate game changing players on the D line and I know Honey Badger's a little bit hasn't been the same since the Achilles injury, but he's still someone that can make plays. But I don't know, I just wish the Chiefs could trade for a corner. Like as we we were talking before we started recording the Jalen Ramsey fit. Just it makes too much sense, but who knows with the draft capital if they want to do it again.
1: I can't see how they don't make that trade. I would do it. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. It, I think it should have been done already. Mm-hmm. Give well, the up. Frank Clark
2: they gave up a first rounder, so right. Yeah. But I
1: think you have Mahomes, so you don't need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Your system is tremendous over there with the offense, so you're good there. And I, I'm just a, a believer. And if I find my guy, I'm willing to give up whatever it takes to bring in established stars like Jalen Ramsey is an established guy, and he's a he's a premier corner. I kind of think. He's just checked out in Jacksonville. He doesn't want to play for a team that's going to win five games again this year. Mm. If he goes to Kansas City, he'll be like, yo, we might win a Super Bowl. And also think about what you got to go through. You got to go through New England. You might have to go into New England because it looks like the Chiefs have a lot. A, a tougher schedule they got to play the charges twice they have to go into Foxborough to play them i think week 11 is the marquee matchup that might determine the one seed and look last year you had the one seed and if it wasn't for d4 lining up off sides like six inches you go to the super bowl because brady threw an interception on that drive yeah.
2: they also got to play the NFC north so you're talking about games against minnesota chicago we'll see but green bay as well wow we get mahomes rogers this year that better be a stunning game oh my god <laughs> damn that's uh that's whew, that doesn't get you
1: horny folks. I don't know what will as a football <laughs> fan. But dude, I would I would give it up. I would give up a, a first round pick. I'd give up a first and second to get Ramsey in and just be like, "Look, man, we need someone to cover Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon and all these guys and I'm willing to do it." Mm-hmm. Offensively, it it's 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 a wash. I think both offenses are are the same in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. Chiefs and, Chiefs and Pats who do you think has the better offense w- when they're fully equipped like imagine this offense with, with, with Ty Freak
2: I think Pats have slightly more talent but it's close that's fair I also think they slightly have a better O-line as well yeah but the thing is Chiefs have Mahomes Brady a little bit diminished we could say <laughs> I don't want to say that too loudly yeah
1: <laughs> before he starts going off over 50 touchdowns but I think I think it'd be a, no, a no-brainer. a no And, you know, going back to this game in particular, I think they beat the Cardinals and they beat the Dolphins. Lamar Jackson, this is a big test now. Let's see you go to toe, toe-to-toe with one of these guys. You know, I always say, I love Kirk Cousins. I don't like him when I look across the field and Rodgers is waiting there. Or Pat Mahomes is waiting there. Tom Brady, it's like, well, shit, we're at a big disadvantage there.
2: Quick note on Kirk Cousins. You know he's bombed the league in every major statistical category in the red zone? Yeah, he's made some <laughs> awful decisions in the red zone. Dude, the, the the famous one when they played the
1: Giants in that week of uh, 17 game. Yeah. It was like first and goal, and he yeah. threw an interception. I, I When I think of Kirk Cousins in the red zone, I, I think second and goal interception.
2: If you look at Matt Ryan a lot he, in the red zone, albeit he's throwing two horrendous Yo, red zone what, what <laughs> was <laughs> that on?
0: <laughs>
1: They did everything in their power to <laughs> gift wrap that game to Philly and Philly had no one on that <laughs> offense. And if it wasn't for Aguilar just having that a break on that
2: Aguilar going back to his rookie ways. Oh my yeah. god. But uh with this game though, I'm just excited to see uh obviously look the Mahomes or Thomas fat there, but also how I want to see how good the Chiefs' defense can look because there's a lot of questions there. I want to see Frank Clark, He's kind of had a quiet start. Chris Jones is still a monster. I think Chris Jones, besides Donald and Fletcher Cox, I think Chris Jones and Great Jerry are probably your next best D tackles. Those two are just. I was going to mention Don't you, boy. Great, just you unbelievable him, you know. start so far. But uh, who are you going to go with? So it's a six and a half point line. Wow, I'm, that's pretty. I know it's an arrowhead, but sheesh.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's especially with a team, you know, defense travels and whatnot, but. I gotta go with Kansas City, man. Same here. I just think, look, if he could go, if he could go toe to toe with with Pat Mahomes, this, this is big because I'm still, I've moved closer to buying in on Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. from what I've seen, but this is a big test for me. Yeah, it's a huge litmus test, especially when you look opposite of that. And you got Mahomes there. Mm-hmm. So, real quick about Kirk Cousins, was Washington right not giving him the max?
2: Yeah. But I don't think Washington was right in how they used it. I don't think Dallas Smith. How, how they went about it, terrible. But Why can not they just? I know they got Haskins now, but why couldn't they draft a quarterback last year? Just draft a quarterback. It's, uh, thankfully, they finally did but just do it. Just rebuild. Like, Do you just like being 6 and 10, 7 and 9 every year? I just didn't get it. So No, I totally understand why they didn't do it. I just think how, pu- from a public perspective, a point of view, just it looked really bad, just with uh, the GM and just one year. It's like okay, we'll pay Cousins, and just the whole franchise situation. Called him p- Kurt, too. Yeah, didn't from, even know his name. From a PR standpoint, they couldn't have done Mishandled. any worse. But I don't think Kirk. Kirk at best is a top fifteen quarterback.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that, and that's with everything at best. You know, playing out that way. Uh, all right, another game I want to discuss over here is the. Rams and the
2: Browns, Sunday Night Football. A lot of star talent is going to be on the field. A lot of star talent. Um, Two of the biggest freak defensive linemen, Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett.
1: Yeah, and also <laughs> a lot of stud wide receivers, <laughs> running backs, Georgia running backs, Chubb Ooh. and Gurley. That was a pretty cool picture. I think I think either the NFL tweeted. Or Todd Gurley put up, and it's like my dogs, and it's like Gurley, Sony Michelle, and Nick Chubb mm-hmm. were all at Georgia together. What a wow.
2: backfield that is! There's a lot of egos too when you look at you got Jarvis and Odell against Peters and Talib. <laughs> it got a lot of talking in that. We yeah. think about that. I think what I'm most curious about this game is just seeing how Baker Mayfield looks because I've been pretty underwhelmed so far with uh, just Baker and Freddie Kitchens in general. There was some bizarre play calling, for like Freddie Kitchens. He was getting Baker killed in the garbage time against the Jets and I, I'm just not sure if them they are both on the same page, even though I know last year they create some magic, albeit against some pretty bad teams. Well I think after two weeks, I'm not
1: I'm not gonna count out the Browns, but I think a lot of the concerns I had with them coming into the regular season this year with all this hype and all this smoke that was being blown up their ass was you've seen it. A lot of Eagles they lead the NFL in penalties. I think even Miles
2: Miles Garrett has like, I think, five I know Sean Richard has a few because he, he committed a unnecessary roughness and then he had like a off-size two straight plays against yeah. the Titans. I remember watching highlights of that.
1: And then, you know, a guy got ejected for, you know... Greg Robinson. Trying to be Masvidal, throwing kicks and shit. Yeah. And... Uh, By the way, Greg Robinson, the number two pick from the Rams. The Rams fans love yeah. Greg Robinson. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And then, you know, Baker is still kind of being... You know what I think it is with Baker, man? Cleveland's been waiting for a guy to accept them. Sort of like when you're like the – you all of a sudden you stumble on like this super hot chick that finally likes you Mm -hmm. and she's like way out of your league. You're like, wow, she actually likes me. She wants to be with me. That's what Cleveland Browns fans are with Baker Mayfield. It's like he was the Heisman winner, the talk of the town, comes in. He's like, yo, I want to be here in Cleveland revitalizes the fan base plays well
2: he's, he's as confidence. he's base. confident
1: he's not afraid of a big moment he's not a, afraid of a challenge and it's like now the cleveland brown fans are accepting him and he's accepting them but i think with baker also he missed odell should have had like 250 yards he missed him on this one crossing pattern wide open and then he blamed it on Odell did get mugged on that, but still, it was just yeah. there was enough time to recover and make that throw. He waits a lot. Najoku broke his hand on that play where he there landed was one on his play, head. Yeah,
2: I don't know what he was thinking. Putting you put your receiver in, or a tight end in this case in bed scenario like that's you should be smart on that because Baker seems like a pretty astute quarterback. But I don't know what he was saying. Just some of the decisions he makes. I think whether it's trying to be too aggressive or he just wants to get the ball out of his hands quickly.
1: And also Freddie Kitchens, like why why are you throwing to Odell? In the fourth quarter of that Jet game, there was no – I'm not even talking about sportsmanship because, uh, listen, you step on the field, you run up to score, you do what you want, right? Yeah. But Odell, bum hip, bum hamstring, injury concerns. Like, why are you putting him out there when you're embarrassing a team? Like, you don't think that other guys are like, yo, why are you still throwing on us? We'll try to maybe cheap shot you or whatever. And, and it's
2: Monday night. Short, it's going to be a short week. Yeah. We got to prepare against the MC championship champions coming up.
1: Yeah, that's that's a, I, I don't know. A lot of my concerns and the offensive line is really bad still. Even the Jets guys got after him a little bit and and forced him into some. You know, that was a close game until yeah. ultimately Simeon broke his his ankle or hurt his ankle. I think it was that looked pretty scary. He broke something. Yeah, yeah. his spirit is broken. That's yeah. for sure. Luke Fall came in the the Luke Luke Chance. Luke. <laughs> um, but yeah, with this game though, man, I think Todd Gurley is gonna be sort of a a relief pitcher who comes in like those like situational lefties in baseball where it's like we're gonna use him for when it really matters like the big games Mm -hmm. like probably won't see him against arizona much right but you saw him with the saints last week i think this will be a situation where you see him when they play seattle and the niners like you know you saw him against the saints i mean i said uh so i think with Gurley, that's the thing but yo A lot of people were talking about Gurley's injury last year being the reason why Jared Goff kind of took a step back. Dude, it was Cooper Cup getting hurt because Cooper Cup and that offense looks completely different for Goff. And it goes back to what I always say. When you're a quarterback and you have your guy,
2: completely different ballgame. I don't know where to rank him in terms of, like, best slot receivers, but in terms of just the fit and just being the most dangerous, I don't think there's a more dangerous slot receiver after catch or just with his route running than Cooper Cup.
1: Yo. When
2: they played the Vikings on Thursday Night
1: Football, after the game, it was him and Gurley on the on like post game yeah. where they get interviewed. I did not know he was six two. Doesn't look it. Does not look it. No. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking like oh West Walker five nine slot white guy. It's like no this guy's a
2: beast. Yeah, what he did after a catch and cuz i cuz when i look at like the who's the most physical receiver at the rams true, i look at robert woods i think he's an excellent blocker he makes plays after a catch breaks tackles like i look at robert woods as like that physical possession receiver but cooper cup is every bit as big and as physical as him so they can and brandon cooks is always vertical threat oh by the way golf that pass mm. like 55 yards downfield hit cooks in stride too i know Goff struggles on the road and i do have some concerns with that but I just look at the Rams right now. There's just, there's more stability there, and I just think the matchups play up better. Like I don't know how they're going to contain Aaron Donald. Like that's a huge, huge. has to be a huge concern for Baker. And I think Dante Fowler has really stepped up as well. You see him making more plays, and even Clyde Matthews showing a couple flashes. Like I see Baker. He he's going to take some hits in this one.
1: Eric Weddle's playing well for them too. He's always so – yeah, yeah, yeah. Super underrated He's safety, that organizer man. you need on the back end. Yeah. Just that
2: veteran presence and someone that – all right, he may not have the range anymore like he once did, but he's still someone that – consistent tackler, and he's someone who just gets the defense organized.
1: Yeah, Yo, you know what I would do if I was Rams fans when Baker Mayfield's warming up? Donald's going to kill you. <laughs> Go back to Ring of Honor, Samoa Joe yeah, chance. Because, yeah, yeah. dude, he's going to destroy that defensive line. All right.
2: I, I do wonder, though, like I don't think they could put Marcus Pierce on Odell. That That's not going to end well. <laughs> There's a, so many fun matchups at this. There
1: eh. is a lot of fun matchups. Like, I don't oh. know who
2: Denzel Ward's going to cover the Rams, but that's, another, that's just a lot of stuff.
1: Shit, Landry might have a big game because I remember last year I called Edelman winning MVP because oh, yeah. that was the best matchup on the field for the Patriots. Yeah, Roby Coleman. Uh. <sighs> that guy. You want to talk about a, a liability on your defense, that guy is an issue there in the slot for you. So look for... But for Landry to me because Landry's kind of been quiet, hasn't like not even you know not even getting first downs really, right. kind of just being checked out of the offense. And now with Najoku being out, I
2: think that could put him in play. Mm-hmm. And Higgins is always somebody that pops up a couple big plays. I think him and Baker have really good chemistry. So yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces in this game. But I just look at what's going on in the trenches, and yeah, I think they could have some success. You know, Miles Garrett's still a monster. I think Vernon could get going and. The Rams' all-line is not as good as it once was, but it just I look at the Browns' all-line. That's really concerning, especially when you block it. someone like Aaron Donald. So I think that's going to be a difference maker. And I don't know. I think just when it comes to their run fits, the Browns don't necessarily stop the run particularly well. So I can see Gurley, especially on his tosses. You see when Gurley, when he run those tosses or just misdirection plays, he just picks up 10, 12 yards. He'll hurl. I remember that hurdle he had last week. He just, he always just looks so calm, Todd Gurley, when he gets open. But field. Like, he's just so patient. And I can see him, like you said, having a big game. So yeah I think a lot of even though it's in Cleveland I'm pretty confident going to Rams here
1: yeah because also you know I think some of the concerns with golf outdoors it's yeah we saw him completely disappear in Chicago in December where it's like yeah that's gonna happen for a Cali kid his whole life now going in there and the whole offense didn't show up too you know and the Bears defense last year was super elite the best defense in the league so I'm excited for this one, man. I'm super excited for this one because I think it's, you know, I think we're going to get a nice – well,
2: actually, last week's Sunday NFL
1: Football Bowl game was exceptional too. Yeah. But I
2: kind of feel like primetime
1: has been kind of lackluster this year.
2: I think we also just want to see what the Rams look like, uh, what the Browns look like against a elite opponent. Like this is as good as it gets pretty much. Other than the Patriots, you're going against the Rams. yeah. So this is where the Browns are really going to get tested because we've been hearing all, all season, all right, they have – incredible roster talent can they put together, how is Freddie Kitchens going to look against Wade Phillips? That's a big chess right there because Wade Phillips is one of the best in the business. So that's another thing you have to consider. And I don't know, it's just, I think at some point, even though as good as he is and as someone that like, I love watching Baker just, he, I think he can make all the throws as I know it's like a draft cliche, but I think Baker is someone that you enjoy watching, but at some point you really want to see him put a perfect game together and especially on this stage want to see him deliver
1: yeah it's gonna be fun this uh this has to be the the browns biggest game in this new era of browns football has to be you know like they played the ravens last year and the ravens had something to play for that was you know they were just playing spoiler but yeah this is the biggest game with this new era of, of the browns all right guys there you have it another episode of vm week three preview Hit us up at Veterans Minimum on Twitter and follow us on Instagram. Shout out again to the patrons. Go and check out some of the stuff over there. Um, As far as I go, you can find me at The Lamb Show on all social media outlets. Also, check out the Facebook page. We're trying to build that. Facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. Uh, shout out to Alan, putting contributor in his IG, Instagram.
2: I don't know file. if I'm going to go
1: contributor or co-host. Co- co-host. Yeah, let's go with co-host. I
2: like that. I like that. So, Alan, where can they find you? Alan underscore Sterk. That's a underscore S-T-R-K. For Falcons or Colts fans, I'll have a preview piece up Friday morning, and I'll be covering that game this weekend. Pretty intriguing matchup. Kind of looking forward to it. Colts. I hope we could talk more about the Colts in the future. I think they're a team that could win nine, ten games, even without luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nine, ten games? In that division, why not? It's a, this is a discussion for another week. Oh, boy. If they beat Atlanta, they're going to be two and one.
1: They're a favorite against Atlanta, which is kind I of I yeah. it's a little questionable. Little I know questionable. they're home,
2: but yeah, the Dome. Um, Julio week or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> More money down no, no team plays more zone coverage than the Colts. Julio's going to eat that.
1: Oh, boy. All in Julio. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week.
3: The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place.